Good afternoon, Peter. Good afternoon, John that Paul. That is can a lot better. Me? I can hear you now yeah. perfect there. Good. Not too sure what's happening with the other system. I was just going to mention to you, first of all, the Mallow Home and Gardens Festival last weekend. A huge crowd attended that and overall a very successful weekend because I know you were there doing a lot of talks. Yeah, great success again. Yeah, thank God. And I suppose people were just, just shows we were all dying to get back out and without the restrictions of, of, you know, social distance and masks and all the rest of it. And thankfully the weather was good and everything was outdoors anyway. But, um, and once again, the the, the show, you know, it, it's going from strength to strength. The, the, the And I was saying it during my talks, and I keep saying it, that the amount of specialist nurseries and specialist specialist plants available at the show is probably the best that you're going to get in Ireland. You won't have, believe it or not, you won't have as many uh, specialist nurseries at Bloom next weekend as what you would have at Mallow last weekend, which is hard to believe, but there you go. Yeah, it is. And Bloom, of course, as you mentioned, are you involved in that this year? Are you going? I'm taking a weekend off. I'm taking a weekend (laughs) off. Well deserved. But let's get into questions before you take the weekend off because there's a lot of questions in. And first one from Sean. And he wants to know, Peter, when can he trim a spotted laurel head shrub? Well, you can't trim any shrub at the moment or any hedge at the moment because it's actually illegal under the Wildlife Protection Act. So in case there's birds nesting or any other wildlife nesting in there. So you can't trim any of your hedges at the moment. But uh, September, September, horticulture is actually the right time to do it. And you're not breaking the law by doing it then. So wait till September or failing that, you could do it in February. Okay, and a Douglas listener, her tulips, they have died. So she wants to know, should she cut off the leaves or take up the bulbs now? The correct thing to do here is wait for the foliage, John Paul, the, the, the leaves on the stem and everything, wait for them to die off completely. In other words, to go kind of straw coloured so all the green goes back into the bulb. When that happens, you, you again, the textbook answer, and I say the textbook because I don't always live by the textbook because I'm a bit of a lazy gardener, but the, the correct thing to do is to take the bulbs out of the, gar- out of the, the soil. Uh, the, the dead foliage at that point, you just snap it off or it'll fall away. Uh, store the bulbs then in some kind of newspaper or brown paper bag, keep them cool and dry uh, until the, the, the autumn again. And in fact, with tulips, you're better off waiting, we say the autumn, and uh, you're better off really waiting till the winter before you plant tulips because they do much better when there's a real drop in temperatures. Um, I, every autumn, I, I get people saying to me, oh, I must plant my bulbs now before the weather gets cold. Whereas in fact, from a gardening point of view, you want the weather to get cold before you plant your tulips again. So, let the foliage dry back, store them in, in paper, cool and dry until autumn, winter, and then plant them out again. Okay, and uh, this uh, person on WhatsApp wants to know, they've bought a Japanese maple tree. Now, they don't know much about it. Will it lose its leaves in the winter or should it be in shelter now? Yes, it will lose its leaves in the winter. All Japanese maples are deciduous, so it'll drop its leaves in late autumn, early winter. Stunning autumn colour. One of the things they're really grown for is that leaf colour in the autumn before they drop the leaves. Um, shelter from the wind is essential with Japanese maples so somewhere shelter from the wind uh, and when you're planting it don't don't plant it obviously not exposed to the elements because you don't want it windy but also you don't want full sun so it does want a bright enough position but uh, it's like the brighter the better in terms of the autumn colour but not exposed to the south facing full sun if you know what I mean so somewhere good and open but not, not, not too windy and not too too exposed and Jim is in Kanturk. He wants to know, what are the ideal conditions, Peter, for rhubarb? Jim has been planting it for the past three years and it's still not producing a decent crop. Now, there is a loganberry growing next to it and he's wondering, could this be taking all the nutrients from the soil? Well, I suppose it, it, it actually could, depending on how close it's planted to it, because loganberries are very, very vigorous plants. So depending on how close the the, the, the 
rhubarb is planted to it, it could be. Now, I th- well, it's funny though, because the last couple of years with yourself and with Trish, I've had a lot of people ringing in saying that the rhubarb isn't doing too well. So I'm wondering, is there something in the soil? But no, uh, I, I don't think so. It's, it's, they do like to be well fed. So full sun, in answer to his question, give them a good, open, sunny position. Um and really feed them. They like to be well-fed and well-mulched with organic material, you know, even seaweed, uh, broken-down farmyard manure, your own homemade compost, any organic material like that. Give them a good mulch around the base of the plant with it. Um, and and you could also, during the during the, the growing season, you could give them a, a liquid feed with a seaweed fertiliser, seaweed liquid feed. Um, obviously, you, whatever you're putting on will have to be organic because you will be eating it. Um it's possible, as I say, that the local berry is taking the nutrients from it. Uh, so perhaps maybe try moving it in, in the winter to somewhere somewhere more removed from the local berry. OK, I hope that helps uh, you, Jim, there in Cantorca. Peggy, meanwhile, is in the city. She wants to know, can you grow chamomile flowers in the shade or do they need to be grown in sunshine? I would say full sun, really, for, for chamomile, yeah. A certain amount of shade will do, but full shade, definitely not. I would put them more sunny. OK, hopefully that helps you. And Kitty is in Skibbereen now. She wants to know, can you buy ever-yielding strawberries in Ireland? And are they truly ever-yielding, is Kitty wants to know on Skib. Well, Kitty is educating me in this one because I'm not aware of ever-yielding strawberries. So, uh, strawberries, the I grew up actually on a, on a, on a fruit farm, John Paul, where we, we used to grow acres of strawberries. So, every morning, every morning for about six or eight weeks during the summer, we were up at six o'clock, much to my disgust, doing the back breaking <laughs> job of picking strawberries. So, I could tell you a bit about strawberries, and they're, they're not ever yielding naturally. So, the, I'm not aware of the ever yielding ones that she's talking about. There's probably some new variety of them out, but that sounds to me very much like, you know, intensively hybridized and probably a bit of modification going on so I wouldn't be in a mad rush so the short answer to your question is I'm unaware of them and if they are ever yielding they shouldn't be if you know what I mean they have they have their life cycle and they should be in fruit sometime between kind of end of May and end of July so uh, it's, it's a vague answer to the question I'm sorry OK, well, we hopefully it did uh, some way answer your question anyway, Kitty there in Skib. And Sally is in Glanthall. Now, she wants to know how to grow yellow marguerite next summer. Uh, can she grow this from her seed or will she need to buy this from plants or how should she go about it? Well, you could grow it from seed. It's a, the yellow marguerite, also Jamaican primrose is one of the yellow ones. And there are granthemums to give them their correct name, if you like. They're very free-flowering, lovely plants. You could grow them from seed, but even seed sown this year, in the autumn of this year, won't have come to much by next year. Uh, so if you want a good display quickly, yes, buy, buy the plant. But you could also buy a few plants of it this year, or depending on how many you want, you could just buy a plant this year, which would be that much bigger for next year. But also, they take very, very easily from cuttings. So cuttings taken this time of year, in fact, any time now, between now, let's say, and August, uh, a three or four inch cutting of a marguerite will root very, very easily. Uh, and you'll have a, a much bigger plant next year than you would from, than growing from seed. And Helen is in Formoy. She wants to know, Peter, can you explain again how to take cuttings from geraniums and is this the right time to take cuttings? Well, yes, the geran- it is the right time for geraniums and the marguerite and it's the same way for both. So you take about three or four inches of this year's growth Um so it's what's called semi-ripe wood. You, you might be better, we're, we're just at the 1st of June, you might be better off leaving it another four or five weeks just for the, for the wood to kind of thicken up a small bit. So three or four inch cutting of this, this year's growth, 
the base of the cutting has to be at what's called a node, John Paul. Now, what a node is quite simply is where a leaf meets the stem. Any of the joints on the stem or where two stems meet, that's a node. And the node is the magical part of the of the plant or of the stem because it's where everything happens. It's where where all the auxins are. Now, the auxins are the hormones that are responsible for, for, for uh, development of roots. So obviously that's why it's beneficial for cuttings. So the base of the cutting should be at a node. Uh, your cutting above that node should be three or four inches, as I say. Uh, remove all but one pair of leaves, so the top pair of leaves. If there's what we call a terminal bud, which is kind of as it sounds, the bud at the very top of the cutting, which might be a flower bud or it might be a leaf bud, remove it. So you're left with this three to four inch uh, stalk, uh, a node at the bottom, one pair of leaves on top, into a small bit of rooting powder, into some compost, uh, and and even at this time of the year, even if you didn't have rooting powder, just into a bit of compost, damp compost, not saturated but not bone dry so it needs a bit of moisture but if it's too wet of course the cutting will rot so not too much moisture uh, and this time of the year they, they'll root away geraniums, uh, argranthums, all these kind of frost tender perennials uh, will root away in, in two or three weeks I would say And it, but again probably better off to leave it a few weeks before you do it. Sarah is in Carrigaline, Peter. Now, her broccoli, she says, it has been eaten by the cabbage butterfly. Now, she's treated it with grazers, she's pulled off the eggs and she's ordered netting, but the leaves are still left, but all the inside of the plant, that is now gone. So she wants to know, is it now too late to save the entire plant itself? I'm going to say no, maybe more in hope than in, than in, in, in with knowledge, but... I would be, it's, hard, it's impossible to say really without seeing it, but but I would say no. Uh, keep applying the grazers, which is a repellent product, which repels the the, the cabbage fly, um, and uh, sorry, and and many other caterpillars. Um, uh, without seeing it, I can't say a definitive answer, but I would I go go with hope and say no. Okay, uh, Mike is in Bantry now. I don't know if you can answer this or not for Mike, but he wants to know, is fish, dried blood and bone meal illegal to use in the garden now? You're spot on. I can't answer it. it it's, a, it's an old-fashioned um, uh, plant fertiliser, which is, you know, has been used very much over the years. I'm not sure if it is illegal to, 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 to use it now. It certainly wasn't up to about two or three years ago because I kept seeing it in garden centre shelves. Um, but you know what I, I can do my homework on that for him and I'll check it for next week and if you if you remind me next week John Paul I'll, I'll, I'll have found an answer OK we'll hold that one over for next week and uh, we'll go to Clonacilty to Marie now Marie is growing sweet peas she forgot to cut off the flowers to encourage more flowers but if she cuts off the seed heads now will that encourage more flowers or is she too late? No, she's not too late at all. Cut away. It's very early for them actually to have gone to seed already. But um, yeah, cut the seed heads now and you should still definitely get more and more flowers, I would say. A feed with a good quality tomato food too will help promote some more. But yeah, all the energy now is going into the seed production and you want it to go into more flowers. So, so prune off the seed heads now, yeah. Okay, and John even is in the city. He wants to know, Peter, how to treat woolly aphids in pot plants? Woolly, woolly aphids, they're... they're um, it's but it's like a green fly. It's one of these tiny little. Well, it's it's white, but it's it's, it's like one of these tiny, tiny little flies. Uh, they're what's called sap suckers. Uh, in other words, they they feed on the sap in the veins of the leaf, which cur- causes the leaf to curl up. Uh, John Paul, but I'm sure you knew all that. But um, of course it is. Yeah. What what, what did he say they're on? Say that again. What? Sorry. What did he say the woolly aphid was on? It's in. Well, he's wanting. He wants to put them into pot plants. 
they're, they're okay. They're on so, potlands. So yeah. The best thing to do is if he has woolly aphid on potlands. The first best thing to do, the first thing I would do, is just go scissors or secateurs and remove any of the shoots that are infected. If the if that's not practical, in other words, if there's only two or three shoots in, uh, affected by them, I just remove them. Uh, however, if it's the whole plant, what you could do is the garlic wash, which I've mentioned before on the program. Where, where my advice would be go out and Google how to make a garlic wash for plants, and that tell you. And you, basically, what you're doing then is you're drenching the plant with this wash made from garlic, uh, totally organic, obviously, uh, and it makes the plant completely unpalatable to woolly aphids and loads of other different aphids, uh, and that's probably what I do. But in the first instance, if it's not a heavy infestation, I would just just trim off the, the infected shoots. Okay, and a very final few uh, in, the, in about 30 seconds. First of all, this will probably be answered from Sarah in Carrigaline's question as well. Anne, she has a problem with rabbits eating her plants. She's tried a lot of things. Anything else she can try? Grazers, which was mentioned earlier for, yeah. the, for the cabbage fly, uh, the grazers do a range of a range of products, and all based on calcium chloride. And one of them is for rabbits, which is their original one, and it's a very, very effective product. It makes the plants totally unpalatable to rabbits, but it's not magic. It does need several applications for the plants to build up the calcium levels. So grazers are certainly worth trying and persevering with. Um, Mowed grass, your, next time you mow the grass, get the, the, the basket that collects the trimmings, put that around your plants, the rabbits won't go near it because they'll choke if they eat the mowed grass. So if you put it around the plant, uh, it will protect it from rabbits. So you might not have, there's a couple more and I'm, I've no doubt you'll get loads of phone calls, but I'm conscious of your time. Uh, but there are other, other tricks. I'm also on Facebook on the Irish Gardener, back doing the live questions and answers every Friday at one o'clock. So I'll be able to spend more time on it then if you want to, to, to tune into that. Very good. And maybe yes and no answers for these. We'll try and fit them in. Kay, she wants to know, is it too late to plant? Is it nerines? Nerines? Uh, no, if you have them, it's not. Uh, getting them, it's probably too late to get them. Most places will be sold out. And they're, they're a late summer flowering bulb. But if you have them or you can get them, plant away. And is this the right time, Peter, to slip laurel? Yes, I would say yes. Perfect. Peter, thank you for that. We'll chat to you next week. Enjoy your bank holiday weekend. Andrew, thanks, John Paul. Take care. Bye Peter Dunall there, uh, the Irish Gardener. You can catch him on theirishgardener.com or indeed on Facebook or indeed on Instagram at the Irish Gardener. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.